to the Heavy Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where we drink and discuss otherworldly, natural leaf occurring geek movies. Yes. Or, or geek video topics, games. Video games. Board games. Board games. We haven't really gotten to board games yet. Not but yet, but we will. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, this is episode number 56. Yeah. Five, Until we six. get to 69, <laughs> we're going to do something crazy <laughs> for that one, too. Nothing we're going to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, you know what time it is. It's time to tell you where you can find us. You can find, follow, like, subscribe, comment, tweet, um, whatever you do on the mobile devices while you're pooping, um, at Geek Drink Pod. Yep. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, uh, Discord, TikTok. Yep. Uh, we're also on twisther.com. Twisther.com. Spinners. Spinners.net. <laughs> oh my god, they got cows! <laughs> .org. <laughs> or .edu. <laughs> no, we're also on F5Suckers.org. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> there you go. Matt's pulling out all the stops <laughs> this week, ladies and gentlemen, people around the world. <laughs> we're on FlyingHeifers.gov. Mm. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, before we dive into it too deep, it's time to talk about our topic of, or talk about our drink of the week. Yep. Time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. So this week we're changing it up only because I'm on heavy duty antibiotics, so we can't be alcoholics today. Well, we could have just said there was alcohol, or just be like, "This is the drink we're drinking." Yeah, well, I mean, you could probably easily add oh, add vodka or rum with something to it, yeah. but, but it's called doing, a twister. It's called a twister. So it's a it's one part cranberry raspberry juice and one part sprite. So. Yeah. So, cheers. Cheers, brother. It's also a sober episode. Yeah, it's also 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so there's vodka. There. <laughs> it's like a modified Cape Cod. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's not too sweet, which is good. Yeah, I mean, the cranberry gives it a nice kind of tart. Tart, yeah. Yeah, so. I like I'm also, it. I'm also drinking my Celsius to get mm. me moving. All right, folks. Well, now that we've had our... Non-alcoholic drink of the week. Yes. Adam's going to go pour a shot of vodka in his. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to sound a lot more coherent this week. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but it's also time to talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? And if you haven't guessed, based on our other sites that we're on, such as Flying Heifers mm-hmm. and Twister and Spinners... Mm-hmm. We are talking about the nineteen. The Barbie movie. I'm, oh no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's no flying heifers in that movie. I don't think. No. And by heifers, I mean cows. Yes. There's just cats. Just yep. But we're talking about the 1996. I wouldn't call 
a disaster movie. Well, I mean, this is kind of fitting. Like, we started this summer talking about, like, sort of these natural disaster. Yeah. Like, because there was this huge thing of that where we talked about, like, and we talked about, like, Volcano and Dante's Dante's Peak Peak and Armageddon. Armageddon. It's, in a way, it kind of is a natural disaster movie. It is. And this is, and we're doing this just to say goodbye to summer because this movie's coming out, or this movie. This episode's coming out right before fall starts. Correct. So, we're going to say goodbye That's to Summer, talking about the 1996 classic, Twister. Yep. The movie that, when I was a te- when I was a young kid, watching this scared the bejesus out of me every time Summer came. Oh, really? It just, you know, what, 96? I was 10, so yeah. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Now, as an adult, like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome and kind of weird at the same time. Yes. Like... There were like rewatching it for the commentary that we're doing. I I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember. Oh, this yeah. doesn't look so good. Or, but uh, no, I actually really loved this film growing up as well. It was kind of yeah. scary and just super fun. Like back in the day when movies used to be fun. Yes. So this was a budget of ninety two million and brought in four hundred and ninety five. Yeah, I think in worldwide gross, yeah. I think I yeah, so, almost yeah. So definitely a uh a success. A success. And actually it was the second highest grossing film of the year. Oh, there you go. So uh won a couple Academy Award nom- or had was nominated for Best Visual Effects, Best Sound. Mm-hmm. Um so let's talk about it. I mean, talk about a cast. Yes, and I mean, we can't mention the cast without mentioning um, two absent friends, Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yep. Um, it's very sad that they are no longer with us, but they were amazing in these roles. But also, you have just a huge cast of working actors yes. as well. Like, So, I mean, you have people like Helen Hunt, star yep. power, Bill Paxton, star power. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Helen I think. Helen Hunt, star power then. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, don't think... I, let's, I'm going to pull her up, but while we keep talking, I haven't, couldn't tell you the last thing she did that I saw. Good as it gets? I don't know. Well, anyway, I mean, you've got a huge cast. You've yeah. got... Um, but you've got, like, all these working actors. Yeah. Like, people that you see in the background that you're like, hey, I've seen that person in X, Y, and Z, or... Whatever. Um, I think the last thing I saw her in was What a Woman Wants. Yeah, that probably is. Or Castaway. Yeah, those, those two. Yep. Um, but, uh, no, but yeah, you have a stellar cast. Oh, yeah. Oh, a God. really awesome director who directed, in my opinion, one of the best action films ever made, Speed. It's yeah. Is it Jan... Jan, John DeBont? Or is it Jean? I, John, because he's Dutch. Okay. Well. Oh, he also Tom. directed uh, Die Hard. Yes. Or he worked on Die Hard. He worked. Say, he was a cinematographer for like Die Hard and a bunch yes. of movies. Um, but he directed Speed. Um, like the first Speed we did. We don't talk about the second Speed. What about the third Speed? Is there a third Speed? I don't know. I assume there is just because they beat a dead horse to death. Yeah. Well, I know in the second one, it's like Keanu Reeves couldn't come back, so they were like, eh. Yeah, he directed the second one, too, actually. Interesting. Ugh. All right, well, I give him props <laughs> for speed, because that was a great 
film that was simple in premise. So, um, um, so yeah, um, I guess this is this one is also simple in premise. Yes, um, but yeah. So we've got um, we already talked about Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. We've got Carrie Elves. Yep. Yep. Um, you've got Alan Ruck. You've got Jake Busey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a pretty big name cast. Yep. Yeah, you got a ton of people that were also just like working actors that I like and respect. Um, there's even one of the guys that uh, he does like TikToks now where he's like talking about like his experiences on films because he's just like, oh, yeah, I've been working on movies for like 30 40 years and he's just like oh yeah by the way yeah i worked with this person and they were really nice and all that so but uh yeah kind of a simple premise pretty much tornadoes are the bad guy well i think the bad guy or is it just the misunderstood natural disaster because they're not trying to defeat the tornado they're just trying to learn about them they're I, i wouldn't call i don't know if i'd call it the bad guy but to helen hunt they are the bad guy because it killed her dad. But she wants to learn more to prevent yeah. death. So I don't know if it's... Okay, I can see but that point of you. you can't explain it. You can't predict it. <laughs> I'm sorry what happened with your dad, but... Y- you gotta move on. See, the bad guy is, is <laughs> Carrie Elves. <laughs> well, he's he's just a douche nozzle. Um, <laughs> in the, black. In, yeah, in the... <laughs> like, with all the money, but... Anyway, but... So, simple premise is it follows a group of... Storm chasers, um, and uh, there's gonna be a big storm outbreak, which you see pretty commonly in this time of year and in that time of part of the country in Oklahoma. Yes, you're gonna have an outbreak of storms that could produce multiple tornadoes over the course of a few days. Yeah, and so it's pretty much the storm chasers are going out there trying to get that. Now, Bill Paxton's character, former storm hunter with them, former, yeah, <laughs> former storm hunter. Um, with uh, his new fiance, is trying to get divorce papers from his ex-wife Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt's character, yeah. and they make fun of him because he was a storm chaser, but now he's a TV weatherman. Yes, and he's got this polished job, nice truck. Which yeah, is and destroyed. that was like <laughs> they filmed that in '95, and you got to think that was when Dodge underwent its big makeover to look like that. Yeah. So for everyone seeing that like nice Dodge on TV, you're like. Oh, I really like Helen Hunt's Ford. Uh, no, it was a Jeep. It was a Jeep. It was, it was a Jeep a, truck. Yeah, yep. it was the the it was old, Comanche, yeah. I believe, is what it was called. But yes, I like, love that. Yeah, not so <laughs> as, much as the someone who, lo- who drives a Jeep. I, was, <laughs> I love it. Um, but it's just a fun film in terms of, and we talk about this a lot, and, and a lot of stuff we review chemistry. Yes. There was a lot of good chemistry, not only between Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt's characters, but her team of storm chasers. Oh, they all had... They all... It was a ragtag group of friends who... I bet in the winter they party hard. Oh, probably. (laughs) I mean... But it's like, yeah, definitely, like... I mean, everyone's going to mention Philip Seymour Hoffman's character of Dusty. Yes. Um, He was the one who's cranking out music... Trying to teach everyone about tornadoes and kind of a chill dude. And this was pre, like, his kind of big renaissance where he 
was getting nominated for like best actors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, he's playing a kind of almost like a stoner guy in the group, obsessed with music, like oh yeah, driving the like the bus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he played the character to the nines. It was just oh like, yeah, oh, and it was memorable. So I mean, the whole cast I think was pretty memorable if you look at it and you think about. Um, Alan Ruck's character kind of being the leveled nerd mm-hmm. um, with with I wasn't sure if it's his girlfriend or who it may be in the in the truck with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they I always saw it as the two of them were together, but meh. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I so let's let's just just talk about it here because you're gonna argue with me on this one for a second. I don't think I will. <laughs> Aunt like, Meg. Okay. You were anti-grandma, anti-old lady in Dante's Peak. Yes. Um, and a little bit in Volcano. But the... Are you going to be anti-old Ma- Aunt Meg? No, no, because okay. I don't think she did anything <laughs> wrong in this film. Besides not going to the basement? Well, well that's they, true. It didn't they only time. had, like, yeah, seconds. A, a few minute, like, warning. Like, and that's the whole point of the thing, is they're trying to study the, the tornadoes to... Expand the window for a, like a tornado warning, and so yeah. it's like I think she got like it's like she even says like the sirens went off. I started running down, and then all of a sudden, boom! It, the tornado had touched down, and it was too late. Um, so no, I I think this was a a smarter grandma. She butchers her own cows. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> And she definitely, it's fun because she's definitely like the stopping off point for the the crew when they need to rest and fuel up on food and, mm-hmm. and just get that home cooking. Food. 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 <laughs> Again, Philip Seymour Hoffman being Thing. amazing. Yes. Um, so let's, Adam, let's talk about something that everyone's going to talk, when, we, when you're talking about this film, it's 23 years old now. Jesus. Yeah. We're getting old, man. Yeah. Um, Gotta no, take it's my, 20. Take my ginkgo biloba. It's 27, I'm sorry. Yeah. Gotta take my ginkgo biloba and <laughs> ginseng and... and your fish oil. Fish oil for my and stuff for my joints. Um, do you think the CGI, CGI has held up over the years? I think so. Because, I mean, especially like... The stuff with the tornado yeah. itself. The tor- that, I think the that's tornado. fine because it can kind of... You can hide a lot yeah. of it. Now, in the beginning of the movie where they have, like, the satellite going across the sky... That looks a little like me. And the cows. Yeah, but it's like... I think for the most part, like, the debris and everything, you can kind of say, like, oh, yeah, it looks a little funky because it's... The weather is doing stuff and all that. So, I think it's... Okay, I still like the movie. I'm not gonna not watch it ever again. But uh, yeah, no, it's just kind of yeah. I think it holds up. What about what? What do you think? I think it does for the most part. I mean, the the only and I'll leave this for hot takes. So I'll just stop right there. Mm. I think CGI wise, yes, it holds. It holds up very well. They did a lot of good practical effects, which we discussed yes. in in detail in other films. Um, the house sequence. That's all practical fits. Mm-hmm. We're going to drive through the house. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, We're all the driving sequences. In. The 
drive-through movie theater when they're hiding. All that oh, stuff. That was, was such a great part. Like just because it's like they had The Shining mm-hmm. at this drive-through movie, and so they're there. There's no warning. There's no nothing. It's you're watching this horror film, and you kind of are like, "Oh, this is spooky." And then all of a sudden you see like a flash of lightning in the back and you see the tornado coming in, but there's still like no warning. So yeah. it was so foreboding. Well, and it's really cool because the scene they're showing in The Shining at the same time, panels are starting to get ripped off of the screen. Yeah. And it's when Jack Torrance is breaking through the uh, door. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was really well done. In terms, like, that sequence I really loved. It was scary, spooky, and that's where I'm kind of, I get to the point where it's kind of like they, they're they trying to make the tornado into the bad guy. <laughs> or, like, the villain. Because it's kind of like, oh, it's there, it's scary, blah. But, uh, yeah. So here's a fun fact, I'm not sure if you realize about this film. Yeah, go for it. Um... So it had a lot of problems in production and pre-production. I, I thought I read about that, yeah. Do you know who came in to help rewrite the script? No. Joss Whedon. <laughs> that, that's probably where you get more of the humor from, but yeah. we can't we, we can't go down a huge <laughs> rabbit hole with Joss, because um, as everyone knows, I'm, I was a big fan of Joss Whedon. All these allegations have come up. About him being a douche nozzle, yeah, and I'm like, I do not condone him being a douche nozzle, and I do not condone that behavior. But I will say, like, yeah, I mean, he actually wrote also for Toy Story. Yep, and and Buffy, obviously, yeah. So Buffy, Firefly, Serenity, all those. So um, I. Part of me is like, I love his work, but I don't condone his work, or like condone his activities on set is the best way. So, if it is all true. If it's not true, like, hey, I'm I'm all on board to support him, but if it is true, then yeah, I'm like, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a douche nozzle. Uh-huh. Um, so, talking about Twister, um, you know, 100% filmed on location in Oklahoma. There was not a sound set or, or, Correct. or sound stage, I'm sorry. Um, like a lot of films, disaster films do, this was, mm-hmm. we're going to film in Oklahoma, we're going to be in Oklahoma, we're going to make this as realistic as possible. Um, even to the point where they were actually at the the drive-in that we were discussing, mm-hmm. they were showing that movie when they were filming those scenes. Like they, yeah. they went on that specific night for that reason. Okay. Um... So, Adam, let's talk about, this is kind of the trend you started seeing in the late 90s, early 2000s, marketing in the movies. Seeing, you know, product advertisement and placement. Coca-Cola. Isn't there, like, one of the trucks gets picked up and it's like... Yeah, there's also a a gas company, but, I mean, for, for this film... Dodge was the the big like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, we're gonna put our truck in this movie and we're gonna have a lot of. It's gonna be the hero truck. It's the hero truck, and I liken it to Star Wars and Star Trek, where you have a lot of beauty shots and what I like to call shit porn, where you just see like these beautiful shit sh- porn. 
what are you into, Matt? That's the Star Wars you haven't watched yet, Adam. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not caught up on Ahsoka yet, but my God. But you see the truck. It's got a lot of beauty shots of that truck. Oh, no, absolutely. As much as it gets beat up in the film, it never looks that beat up. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they did a lot of science for this movie, too. True. Uh, yeah. You know, it's grounded, much like we've discussed in, in past disaster films, where you've got, you know, Dante's Peak was grounded a lot more in science. You've yes. got uh, Deep Impact had a little bit more science base than, mm-hmm. than its counterpart. Yes. Um, <laughs> thankfully, we didn't have a counterpart to this. That's true. <laughs> well, we... We'll, we'll get into that. We may have a counterpart yeah. <laughs> coming up, but um, but the the science in this film, I think they did a really good job in in depicting what this is like. It's not just like some freak storm and drops a bunch of tornadoes down and they have to survive. Like it's not yeah. Sharknado. Yeah, it's thoughtfully thought out, especially when it comes to and tell me your thoughts on this. The whole weight ratio of the sensor probes. Correct. That was, I liked that part where they were like, oh, it's like these little sensor probes. Um, it's like the pack is too light. Yeah. So Each it probe needs just, to be yeah. strapped to the truck and the truck needs to be taken up. And then each of the probes needed the little like Pepsi can yeah. stuff. Product they need little wings, yeah, yeah. to, to so, get lift. Yeah. So I liked that. I mean, yeah, they definitely. You could tell, like, yeah, some of it is very dramatized, like the the chaos, the the humor, the the, the fact drama. that they were able to cut that many Pepsi cans into wings in a short amount of time. Also, while driving. Like, also, how you have an F one tornado touchdown first, F two, F three, F four, and then the final one. Is the big boy. Is the F5, and no one's seen an F5 except for Helen Hunt's character, yeah. and that's when her dad died. Which, by the way, that opening sequence had horrible ADR. Oh, yeah. It was really bad, and, I, and like, rewatching it, I noticed it. I was just, I can't hold on anymore. And you're like, dude, then just don't. <laughs> There's literally nothing stopping you from letting go of that, but yeah. it's just... Like, pretty much uh, for folks that don't know, like, ADR is pretty much, like, after... Additional dialogue recorded. Yeah, so it's pretty much, it's like they they shot the scene, they may not have gotten the dialogue, or they shot it without dialogue. Or, and yeah, they, or it's just really hard for the editor to adjust. And, and, and so they add, every, add it in post. Yeah. And so it's... Uh, <laughs> the actor has to go in and re... And has to just basically re-record their lines, but try to recreate the moment and match their yeah, lip movement. Exactly. And a lot of... Like, nine times out of ten. <laughs> nine times out of eight, it does not work. Yeah. Um, so. Well, actually it does. So a lot of films do ADR. Yeah. No, um, it's like... Yeah. It's been... It was, it's been a very popular technique, especially with uh, uh, certain like low-budget films, like in the... 70s, 80s, yeah. um, they would film without sound and then do everything in after post, the fact yeah. in post. Um, and then, yeah, uh, all not only that, but you have a, a films lot. do it, but yeah. it's it just didn't like I I just noticed it more on my on this pre, on this most recent watching of the film. Like I never noticed it earlier, but um, 
Yeah, it's just like the opening like five minutes of the film. I was just like, wait a minute, this sounds like really bad ADR. Yeah, and it, ADR is very common in films that are filmed on location. Correct, because you can't control... Of, yeah, you can't control the background noise of what's going mm-hmm. on in the sky or extras and stuff like that. Soundstage ADR is not as common just because they can boom mic you and all that good stuff. Yes. Um, so, unless they have the boom mic that makes an appearance in the film, which is one of my favorite things about like those like these B movies from the. You just see the tip of the mic come in and <laughs> just dip down. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> I saw it. Um. So let's talk about that F five tornado, Adam. Okay. Would you? I mean, obviously, this film's dramatized for for the audience. It's, yes. It's, it is I would not strap point. myself to a pipe and yeah. be in the middle of an F5 tornado. And expect to live with... And the whole shed just disappears around them. Yeah. The it's chance like of them being be... impaled or <laughs> smacked or... Yeah. yeah. Also, my brothers and I always made the joke that we thought their pants would fall off. And that would probably be the like a great moment in the movie. Just like, the pants fly off. And they're like, woo! But... Yeah, no, I would definitely not do that, and I would definitely not advise anyone to try that. It's not going to work. No, I... It's... It's just interesting how that was the thought process. Mm-hmm. Although I do like when they ran into the first location they were going to hide in, and they had all those knives <laughs> the, like, and sickles and sickles. And... They're like, what are these people into? <laughs> yeah, that what was, the hell? That was... Fun. Yeah, uh, that might have been a Joss Whedon moment. I I'm don't sure know. it was, um, but there was definitely like, yeah, I, I, the thought process of them just trying to get out of there or get someplace safe was kind of sound. Like, but still, like, yeah, it's like <laughs> you guys would have been dead. <laughs> you died <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so. Before we jump into hot takes on this one, Adam, yeah, uh, let's talk about the soundtrack. Yes, okay, yeah. So um, the soundtrack it actually had a really awesome soundtrack. Um, like, I guess the biggest song that uh, most people remember from it is "Humans Being" by Van Halen. Um, Van Hagar, if you're pedantic like that, yeah. Um, but uh, like, pretty good, solid, like country. A little bit of everything. Like, yeah, a little bit of everything. You've but got... There were a few songs that were left out, though, of the original soundtrack. Okay. Like, that made appearances. There were songs by, like, Deep Purple, Eric Clapton, uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> True. <laughs> Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. I mean, but in the official soundtrack, obviously, you've got Van Halen, you've got Sammy Hagar, you've got Russell Root, you've got mm-hmm. the Chili Peppers, you've mm-hmm. got... Uh, Shania Twain, Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, but Lisa people, Loeb. <laughs> Lisa Loeb. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is uh, Eddie and Mark Van Halen, or Alex, I'm sorry, I don't know where I got Mark Van Halen from. There's no Mark Van Halen. <laughs> oh, it could be, I don't know. Uh, um, like Eddie, a grandkid now. <laughs> Eddie and Alex actually recorded a specific song, made a song yes. for the end credits called Running, or Respect the Wind. Yeah, Respect the Wind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I remember having this CD growing up because I 
I like Sammy Hagar a lot, so when this CD came out, I was like, yeah, I need to have the thing with humans being on it. <laughs> but, yeah. But, no, like, great soundtrack. I would have loved that they put the Deep Purple on there, the Eric Clapton, even though I know Eric Clapton's kind of a creeper now. Um, so, so I want to support that, <laughs> but he's a good songwriter. I can't deny that. <laughs> no, he is a fantastic songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it says right here, so the song keyed up on TV in Dusty's van is Eric Clapton's Motherless Child. Yep, Motherless Child, and then I think for... The deep purple one. It's Child in Time. Child in Time. Yeah. Yep. I, but, uh, yeah, um, I remember when the CD came out, I was like, why aren't these songs on here, Do you have it on CD or do you have it on cassette? Because it definitely would No, I had it on CD. Okay. Yeah. yeah we he had were, it on Laserdisc. <laughs> I had it on Minidisc. <laughs> That's a deep cut for people who know what Minidisc was. Yes. <laughs> or what was the silly thing that they sold, like the little clips um, where it was just like a 30 second sound bite of yeah. um so one more fun fact I forgot to talk to you about before okay. we uh we dive off in this film because yeah. obviously um and I think you and I are have like I think our hot takes are kind of is the same thing, yeah. so we'll just kind of elaborate. But um, so just a couple of fun facts, real quick, before we dive go off for this. it. <laughs> so obviously, this is an Amblin Entertainment film. Yes. So Spielberg produced. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy was a producer on this film. Yep. Um, yep. And not sure if you know this, um, Tom Hanks read for the part Bill Paxton. Yes. Part, and actually recommended Bill Paxton. For Correct. The role. Yes. Okay. So I, I knew all this. Um, so, for all the people who are giving Kathleen, like, for some reason, a bunch of people on, like, TikTok and stuff are giving Kathleen Kennedy a bunch of crap right now, um, stop. She's very talented producer. Um, like, he really, like, I get it if you're not a big fan of the sequel trilogy for Star Wars, I understand, but... At the same time, it doesn't mean that she's the one ruining anything. She's no. actually produced tons of content oh, that is Stuff amazing. that you all love. Yes. Gremlins, Back to the Future, Who yeah. Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I just some classics name right there. Exactly. So just oh, like... Joe versus the Volcano. We should do that at we, some we're point. Gonna have to I, for sure. Like, that's one I, re- I personally love. Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's worked very closely with Steven Spielberg and... Balto. <laughs> but, but um but no it's like yeah she's she's great so i guess we'll say that is my hot take i guess i don't know i'm just i'm just like hey leave kathleen kennedy alone she's also 70 she's 70 but she she does good work with movies so i i'm completely happy with what she's done all right well before we wrap up this episode guys we're going to dive into our hot takes. Yeah, so. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week?
what is your first hot take? Well, no, like we were gonna kind of yeah piggyback this one. Like, I guess there is a sequel sequel that has been filming before the strike, and uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you and I have the same exact opinion on this. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't. I mean, Mary did it. We're gonna see it. I know we're gonna be. We're gonna line up and watch it. No, I'm not gonna line up and watch it. (laughs) I, I. Now that they've made it, I mean, I really wish they just would have left us alone, because I don't think there's a need for a sequel. Oh, no. But I hope it's really good. Yeah, I, I hope just, it's better it's... than when we had to wait, what was it, 20 years for the Independence Day sequel that sucked balls. Yeah, or a long, long time for the Avatar sequel. That was good. I, I haven't seen it yet, to be perfectly honest, so I'm, <laughs> I don't... I'm, I'm all about not judging something before <laughs> I've seen it, but I just was like, oh, this has been like 15 years or whatever. It was, it was really good. I enjoyed the sequel. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's some kinda... films that do well with the sequel. Um, the Incredibles 2. Oh, that was fantastic. Waited like 12 years for that one. Yeah, but I just also, my problem with the whole sequel thing, when... Certain actors have passed. Yes. And, like, it would be different if Bill Paxton was still alive and Philip Seymour Hoffman was still alive. But it just doesn't... Like, I'm just like, why? Why do it? Also, like, is it called Twisters? Twisters. Are they... So they're doing the Aliens yeah, thing doing, with Aliens? Which I'm okay with, because Twister 2 is a roller coaster here in Colorado. Yeah. Well, now it's called Twister 3. Twister as well. Yeah. <laughs> Twister um. also. <laughs> but no, Twister it's, it's, again. It is funny how, like, when they are making, like, a sequel, sometimes it's just, like, more. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they do is just add an S, and it just means more. Yep. Skip Who's directing to, this one? Uh, Isaac, uh, Lee Isaac Chung. No idea who that is. If you tell me he directed, like, The Meg, I'm going to punch no. him in the mouth. Um, he directed an episode of The Mandalorian. Okay. Um, and a, some films, some international films. Okay. So well, I, I just, I'm like, oh, I always tell people, you know what, uh, like, he's check won out some Golden Globes for best foreign language films. Uh, he's won some BAFTA awards. He's been nominated as best director for the Academy Awards last couple years ago. Hmm. What was he directing? Minari. No idea. Yeah. Um, but I'll check it out. Like, all that. And, like, and my whole thing, um, though I'm opposed to, like, a lot of the sequels, if it gets good reviews, I'll I'll see it. I just... I'll see if it doesn't I care about either like, way. I just, care about reviews because we'll I'm like, I don't want to waste time and money. Oh, I don't care if I'm wasting time and money. If I'm entertained, then I'm entertained. <laughs> yeah. Um... So my other hot take besides... Yeah, go for it. ...this, and we'll talk about the sequel again a little bit here in a moment. The noises the tornadoes made. Oh, yeah, they're kind of like roaring. They made them that way. They yeah. made, it was like a camel and a bear, and mm-hmm. I forget what else they mixed in there, but it's just like... It, again, I think they were trying to, one, make them scary, but also, yeah. like, for me as a kid growing up and for... Probably you as well. It's like you kind of see these uh, tornadoes as kind of the villain of the film. Um, even though it's like, yeah, now my 
rational brain is able to say like, oh, a tornado is a natural disaster. It doesn't care one way or other what it does. It just is. Um, so I guess that's kind of um, the big thing. But yeah, it's like I always saw like the tornado, like around this time, it's like all these disaster films. It was like the asteroids, the villain. Yeah. The volcano is the villain. So, um, yeah, I just, it's just, I understand why they do that. I'm just, in hindsight, I'm not a huge fan of it. As no. I got older, it's like, okay, this tornado doesn't need to have this. I know they used to have a... Roaring noise. Yeah, they used to have a ride, or not a ride, but... They had a ride. An well, attraction it was, at Universal. It was an attraction, yeah. like you didn't go anywhere, you just stood there, I think, but... Um, it's actually here, what did I see? It's a... So yeah, Twister, ride it out. Mm-hmm. Um, which introductions by Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. And it went to 2015 and torn down for the Jimmy Fallon ride. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and topical now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, going back to talking about the sequel. Knowing that... Anyone coming back? Helen Hunt. Okay. For a little bit of it, a little part of it. I don't think she's starring. It's going to be like a Jurassic Park Dominion thing, isn't it? I hope not. I hope it's just the one time this is it. Because I don't see how you can make this well, much like, more. I, I don't see how they can do Jurassic Park anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Dominion sucked. <laughs> I I had to turn that off, folks. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was really bad. <laughs> it was no bueno. Um, but I was like, oh, great, you're bringing Laura Dern, you're bringing Jeff Goldblum back, you're bringing Sam Neill back. It's like, oh, this is great, but then... But then it wasn't. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I just, this might be my worry, is just like, you bring Helen Hunt back for like 10 minutes and it's going to suck. Yeah. So. Um, so, one thing I want to talk about, Adam, before we wrap this episode up, before we dive into our geek wreck. Yep. So doing some research for this film before we we recorded, I, I forgot to bring up issues you do have with filming on location. In the case of this movie, injury. Yes. Did you read about any of the injuries that they all sustained? A few of them. Yeah, yeah. such as um, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt being blinded by the stage lighting they mm-hmm. put out there and yep. couldn't film for a few days because mm-hmm. they were literally blind or... That first scene, that first tornado they, they hide in a ditch from was, uh, I guess, not very sanitary. Yep. So everyone needed hepatitis shots when they were done. <laughs> that, that's the one I heard the most about. Yeah. But, um, and I, she kept hitting her head on the bridge. Ow. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> my head, my muffin, my head. <laughs> I guess that'll go into my wreck, but whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I've heard, like, yeah, the production was a little weird. And, um... Yeah, like I don't know if John DeBont has passed or anything like that, but not that I have seen. Eh, I just know I haven't seen anything of his in a while. <laughs> so yeah, I no, he's still alive. He is seventy nine. Oh, I don't think he's probably directing anything soon. Yeah, uh, last thing he directed, um, film wise, was. Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Oh. He directed the... They haven't really gotten those right. It's a, He directed a sequel. Oh, the Cradle of Life yeah. one. 
even um, the most recent one wasn't very good, even though it was kind of it better than it, they, it got. It got better. Yeah, but and like I know they were basing it off of the newer games, which um, I highly recommend. Like the these like last few Actually, Tomb Raider games, not not gonna be a wreck, but. <laughs> Not gonna be a wreck, but they are remastering and releasing the first three. I saw that on Switch. Yes, it would be actually pretty fun. Yeah, I guess we could should bring JV in for this one. But um, <laughs> so they recently had a Nintendo Direct. Um, kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I'm not looking forward. I'm not really just a lot of what remakes. Super and Mario's uh, Wonder like, is gonna be. Like, yeah, or like. A Paper Mario, or, or like Super Mario RPG, like remake, remake yeah. and it's like everything's just a remake. And I'm well, I think like, part of it is too because, and I know we're going off topic, and, and we'll, yeah, we'll we, get we've wreck here in a minute. We screwed up. Um, that's okay. Um, the Switch is end of life. I mean, they're talking about next year we'll get Switch Two, whatever that console may be. So I can understand at this point they're not going to put a lot of resources into. We should triple should get our. Uh, our resident Nintendo expert, JV. <laughs> we'll have to do one. And just have him interject for a few minutes on what he wants from a Switch 2. That could be interesting. I want more comfortable hand controls when it's plugged in together. Right. Because everything, like, I mean... It's so flat. It's... I, I, like, so we're, we're adults. We're semi-manly men. <laughs> but I have really... <laughs> <laughs> really big hands and, and really small penis. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> well, we we talked about our sixty nine episode already, Adam. We, we, but anyway, I my thing is, it's just like yeah. Sometimes those um, the the Joy Cons are a little like cramped, unless I'm playing with like the Pro controller, or the like attachment controller. Yeah, for or stuff. You're, you're playing with the. Um, or like a case. A case. That, like I have a case for mine. Yeah. I if I play without the case, it's just like oh god. After like twenty minutes, my oh. hands are stiff and. Yeah. The only thing that's comfortable about the switch controller are the the triggers. Yeah. That's, that's about all they got right on that controller. True. So, but yeah, we'll we'll have to uh, yeah we'll have to touch base with JV on maybe do like a bonus. Yeah, bonus material of like what we think Switch Two should <laughs> Switch be. Switch Two should be. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, Twister. Twister. <laughs> right hand red. <laughs> Sorry, we're losing our minds. Left testicle blue. Yep. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that wraps up our episode of Twister and now Switch Two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Nintendo Directs. Um, but before we leave your ear holes today, we're going to talk about our geek wreck of the week. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? Adam, what are you going to recommend this week? So, um, I know, better late than never, and this is, I guess, gearing up for spooky season. Um, I have finally finished all the written works of H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, there you go. Um, I, I do a lot of, uh, like, I have the uh, books... Um, like his entire work in a bunch of books. Um, but I also do a lot of uh, listening on audible.com. Um, just kind of nice, especially if you have like drives or oh yeah, taking the dog out or whatever. It's just kind of nice to do that. So, but yeah, I've, I, I've always been kind of a fan of HP Lovecraft and I highly recommend his work 
just if you can kind of get past his racism. Um, it was a long, long, different it, era. He yeah. was born, it's like, he started writing in like the 1910s, so yeah. you just gotta be like, it's a different time, different people. I don't condone it, like, but I'm like, just you gotta kind of make the leap. Yes. Same thing as like, you probably, like Edgar Allan Poe, like, married like his 14 year old cousin yeah and that's what i'm starting to read is all of his work now um because i've read like his famous stuff but i want to kind of know more of his like zeitgeist of work so yeah um so that that would be my rack like hey if uh if you're looking for a good one to get into they're pretty short uh uh in the mountains of badness um is a great uh Great novel, pretty short. You'll get in, get out, kind of spooky. Um, so yeah, um, I guess check out H.P. Lovecraft, and you'll see how he's influenced a lot ever. of work and a lot of genres. Oh, to this day, God, films, yeah, yeah, like Baldur's Gate, Hellboy, <laughs> um, like so much stuff. So um, check him out. He, like just like I said, kind of keep an open mind and be like, "Hey, he's a little racist at times," but um, I think out in the mountains of madness was his least racist one. <laughs> but but yeah, Guillermo del Toro loves him. Um, so yeah, check him out. So that 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 was my rec. All right. Also, Starfield. I'm gonna keep re- recommending it. It's <laughs> it's very good, people. It's very very good. Good. Well, my rec this week is going to be Star Trek Lower Decks. Season okay. four has dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a few episodes in. I like where they've kind of taken these characters. So it could it could be just one of those. It's a funny animated series, and it makes fun of itself and mm-hmm. Star Trek in general. But they are still developing the characters, even though they're twenty minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did. Um, all the all the ensigns got promoted in the first episode, and are all lieutenants now. But they still are just like we're just one step above the bottom rung. We mm-hmm. everyone's still shitting on us. We still have the the shitty jobs we thought we wouldn't get as ensigns. So I kind of like that aspect of they're showing them slowly mature and learn over okay. the course of the series. Um, I also just like how so for the opening credits of, of every Star Trek series, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Lower decks is the same except for they have a sequence where. The ship comes out of warp, and there is a Borg ship fighting the Romulans. Mm -hmm. In season two, they added Klingon ships. In season three, they added uh, a crystalline entity. Now they have the whale probe. It's just this mass conglomeration of ships just kind of fighting. The the ship's like, hmm, and it gets shot at once and it turns around and leaves. (laughs) Did you ever, uh, like, because seeing all the stuff for Lower Decks, did you ever watch the Orville yeah, I will finish the Orville. I wish they make season four. Okay, that's just the Orville's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it felt like sort of like a Galaxy Quest ish, a, a, a more polished Galaxy Quest. Yes, is what it is. yeah. So, all right, folks. Well, that wraps up our episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks, where we talked about Twister. Yes, we want to thank you guys for listening. We are on all social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, TikTok, Twister.com, uh, Spinners.net. Twist 
her. Twist her, yes, not twister. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're on, on. It's hyphenated. Flyingheifers.gov. So <laughs> find us at all those sites and leave us a comment. Write a review. Tell us what you think of this week's episode and other week's episodes. Um, just because it helps us get out there to the bigger, wider audience, um, and it helps the algorithm. Yes, and also um, we are approaching Spooktober. Um, so we would also love any recommendations for stuff we It can't just be our our movies, but yeah, 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 if you have a fan choice and we see overwhelmingly... Love to see what you guys would recommend, like a spooky movie that we could talk about. Um, That is not about gay vampire porn. Yeah, that was a little weird. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't say that in case the person's still... Well, you you like what you like. Let's just leave it at that. No, but we... It just was kind of like oh what are you recommending oh <laughs> oh oh, <laughs> oh lord no not really what we're talking about but that's okay <laughs> but uh yeah please uh yeah reach out let us know if there's something you think we should check out and we can we could also do something funky like uh like our fans rex of yeah. the week instead of our rex so <laughs> exactly all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Everyone have a great Geek Week. Yes. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. another episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast all content copyright geek drink pod 2023